Welcome to Rooftop Church. This podcast is part of our Sunday sermon series, where each week we dive into the Word of God and the powerful message of Christ. Our text today reminds us that we belong together. Our text today uh, reminds us that you and I belong to the same body. Apostle Paul is driving a simple point of that we are of one body where Christ is the head and each and every one of us, we are different parts of the body. Again, Apostle Paul highlights that we are different parts, but we are members of the same body. And there's a reason why Apostle Paul is quite passionate. It actually took him all 12 chapters to finally get to this point because one of the main reasons why Paul decided to write this letter to the church in Corinth was because there was a lot of infighting. A lot of people, a lot of members of the, the, the same church were arguing with one another. They were fighting over who was greater. In fact, if you read chapter 1 of this book, it talks about how people begin to walk around and say, hey, we are disciples of Apollos. Hey, we are, uh, uh, we are disciples of Paul. Paul is our teacher. Paul is our pastor. So they were bickering. They were arguing. And as they began to grow the church together, a lot of them were just uh, being in conflict because, hey, my contribution to the church is greater. And I'm not sure the, exactly the dynamics, but I'm thinking they had a worship team probably. They probably had greeting teams. They probably had a, a, a team that was in charge of food. And in, in, in between the same members of the church, they were arguing about who was better. So Paul, as the one responsible for having planted this church, and God just amazingly blessed this church, they grew. They were a gifted, gifted church. And Paul was writing to them, reminding them, has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in, were you baptized in the name of Paul? So Paul is asking these rhetorical questions all for the purpose of he's shifting everyone's attention to, hey, we proclaim Christ crucified. Our belonging to God and to one another is based on the fact that no other, it's not your gifts, it's not your contribution, it's not our desire or zeal to build this church. He reminds them, The very reason, the only reason why we are together, why God has brought us together, is because Christ died for each and every one of you. And Christ is the owner. He is the ultimate head and the leader of this church. We are simply different parts, different members of the body that we belong to. And, he, and Paul is basically highlighting over and over again that we find our true identity in Christ. Then here in chapter 12, he talks about there are many members, but one body, and basically conveying that you belong here. Everyone belongs here in this body. And he highlights this several times. He says, though they are many, we are one body. And he talks about that though we are different, All of us share an equal part of the body that we belong to. In verse 18, check this out. 
But now God has arranged the parts, each one of them in the body, just as he desired. Let me make my first point of the sermon today right here. I want you to say with me, I belong here. I belong here. And I want to convey the first point of my message today. I want to tell you personally that you belong here. Andrea, you absolutely belong here. Jamie sitting in the back, you belong here. Even though you walked in late, even though that you were coming from serving from the CM, you belong here. Pastor Tavis, you belong here. Every single one of you sitting in this room, I want to say that you belong here. Amen? Amen? All right. Help me out here today, guys. Many of you who are here in this service today, joining us, whether in person or online, uh, have probably gone through the process of looking for a church. Richard and Jenny shared a little bit earlier that they were in the process of looking for a church. And I assume that many of you guys have gone through the process of, hey, where should we go? There are a list of churches. By the way, there is, a, there is no shortage of good churches nowadays. Isn't that true? Isn't that amazing? God has done just an amazing job of creating different spiritual communities where we can go to and feel great at worshiping God and being a member of such a particular church. Many of you guys have probably asked yourself this question when you were looking for your church. You probably asked the question, can I belong here? Will I feel accepted here? Is my potential church, my uh, uh, prospective church, is this a safe place for me to call it my home? Is this church where I belong? Do I belong here? Am I part of this group or this body? It's because there's a yearning in every human heart to belong. Whether it be a team, organization, club, even family, any association, any unit that we, portray, uh, that we portray similar values, even vibes, or simply sometimes we just want to be, a, be in a place where we are loved and accepted. See, this need, this desire to belong is so great that we can't just simply dismiss this as, you know what, some of us desire to belong somewhere. Some of it, it's, it's more than a desire. I would say this need, need to belong is very, very important. Belonging, says Dr. Breen Brown, a professor and a researcher at University of Texas, Austin. She says, is a, uh, the, the belonging is the innate human desire to be part of something larger than us. But She goes on to say, because this yearning is so primal, we often try to acquire it by fitting in and by seeking approval, which are not the same thing. So she goes on to distinguish the difference between belonging and fitting in. And simply, I mean, she's way too smart, way too eloquent for me to uh, successfully convey to exact her sentiments. But I think if I get her gist, it's saying fitting in basically you are conforming. Fitting in, basically, you're trying to be like them so you can be a part of the group. But she says, that's not really ideal in building a a genuine community. She says the need to belong, so the action of belonging is that 
you just as you are. There is no change. There is no requirement for you to be a certain way. First of all, you have the complete freedom to be just as you are. And that leads to belonging. Would you guys agree with that? And this is a very sharp way that she puts it as. She says, if I get to be me, that means that I belong. If, I have to, if you have to like me, if I have to be like you, then I'm fitting in. There's a difference. And I want to convey today that we love you as you are. All of your quirks, all of your um, weirdness, all of your uniqueness, how God has designed you, how God has shaped you. We are a church that honors that. We are a church that acknowledges the uniqueness, special giftedness that God has deposited in you. We love you and we accept you. And for me, even as a pastor, that's great news. And some of you guys already know that Scott is not like anybody else out there. But I have to tell you, I can't apologize too much for the way that God has made me. Amen? I wish my wife were here to give me a little bit more encouragement in that regard. But you get to have me just as I am. In the same way, guess what? I get to receive you just the way you are. When you walked into service today, you may have received a Lego piece. Show me a Lego piece that you have. Some of you guys are round. Some of you guys are, I don't even know what that is, Esther. And you're fire. And Lillian, you're so small. Oh, my gosh. She got stuck with the shift knob in a small Lego car. I don't even know what this is, but this is part of a, a, it's not even a semicircle, but it's a shape. Each and every one of you represent independent, distinct, unique individuality. And I believe that God has brought us together, that where we get to be us, that we are accepted because we belong here. Amen. And I wanted to convey that you are as equally important. The person sitting next to you who has a bigger piece is not more important than the, to you. Okay, tell him that if he's like showing off already. Okay, you are uniquely you and we fully embrace you. And I want to convey the first point is that you belong here. As we understand that we belong to this spiritual body, then we begin to become we will grow in likeness of who Christ is. We will continue to grow spiritually. We will mature in likeness of Christ's image. And we will slowly become, we will journey through the process of sanctifica uh, sanctification together. We will become more and more like Christ. Now, not only is church a place where you belong, not only is church where you place where you become more and more like Christ, but third, a church is a place where you get to build. This is my last point of today's message here. 
It's this, uh, there's a sense of belonging and that we're becoming. Now as we're belonging, becoming, we get to build together. And this is the very purpose of God. The truth uh, is that we were shaped, we were made by God to serve God, to uniquely use the gifts and, the, and, 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 and all the things that he has deposited in us. We get to use it so that we can continue to build Christ's body. Look with me here, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 7. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Paul highlights that God has made each and every one of us differently. There are gifts, strengths, and weaknesses that identify us as unique individual. But he says, but it's the same God. It's the same Lord that will use our unique individualities. He will put us together so that Christ may build his church. These random pieces that we are holding right now, as God is putting us into work, as God is alive and ministering to all of us, as we are growing more and more in likeness of who God is, guess what? The end product of that is that God is building his church. For whose glory? Not for us. For whose pleasure? Oh, no, no, no. Not for us. For whose delight? No, no, no. Not our delight, not our satisfaction so that Christ may be glorified through our gathering. We celebrate not just the uniqueness of you as an individual, but we have to understand being a part of a church is that we get to build something. We get to build together. Individually, we're very insignificant. Individually, we don't make much sense. But together, when the master builder is at work, we get to look something totally different beyond what we ourselves could imagine. Amen? And God is at work. God is building this church together. It's pretty amazing to see that even during the pandemic, even during the season where, God cannot, uh, where we could not physically meet, God did not really slow down at all. We were able to still call church our home. We were somehow still be able to feel the encouragement for our, for our fellow members. We were, still be able to, we were still able to learn about God's truth through the teaching and the preaching of the word every single Sunday. And I'm so thankful that God has called us to be a part of this church. I know I get it. I'm a pastor. It's like, I get it, Scott. You're just geeking out because you're a pastor, because this is your work. I get it. I mean, I admit that. But I hope that throughout the week, if not more frequent, when you reflect and when you think about Rooftop Church, I hope that you get delighted with the sense of, man, I have a place. I get to be a part of this beautiful 
church. And on this membership Sunday, and some of you new members that are being installed as, uh, as members of Rooftop Church officially, I hope that you get excited about the thought that you get to now be the architect and the builder of this church. Let me share one last story with you guys. Uh, two weeks ago, I went to the movie theaters. I hadn't gone through the movie theater in, in, in so long, probably at least almost two years. And I have this thing. Um, I can't, ever since I had kids, I can't stay, up, stay awake during the movies. So I had very little hope. And, but my son really wanted to watch Fast and Furious 9. How many of you guys have seen that? Really? That's it? Great movie. Life-changing. Just kidding. So I'm not a fan of the, the whole brand, but I did manage to watch, I think, uh, part three, Tokyo Drift. And ever since, I haven't seen it in years, but my son somehow found out about it, said, Daddy, please take me. So I took him. We watched it. Fell asleep only for 15 minutes, which is great for me. And it was great. I anyone going to watch it? So I th can I spoil it for you? Okay. I won't say it. So uh, we, we're watching this movie, great action, kind of ridiculous, but uh, if you're thinking realistic, don't go watch it because you're going to get lost. You're not going to like it. But it's a great movie. I mean, amazing, amazing cars. Uh, you know, I love muscle cars. I love, like, old school cars. And they had um, Dom's car was 1968 Dodge Charger. And my absolute beauty, a black, uh, matte black car. Look, do you see that? Absolute beauty, right? So when we finished the movie, when we came out, my son and I, we couldn't stop talking about the movie. And to my great delight, he said, Daddy, what was your favorite car? I said, hey, man, one and only Dom's car. Daddy, me too. That was my favorite car too. I'm like, what? I love you, son. And we, we couldn't even wait to go home to research, right? We were on our, he was on the phone, like looking up all these cars, right? I'm like, yes, God, I raised him right. Super proud that moment. And then he couldn't stop talking about it. He came home, he's like, Dad, I love this car so much. And what's the next question that your son's going to ask? Daddy, how much is this car? And then, son, too much. Especially that one, too much. He's like, how much? Just tell me. Too much. I'm like already resigned. Like, great father, I'm resigned. Like, but I was like, but, hey, you can save up starting now. Maybe one day you will get this car. And if possible, maybe you could get daddy one too. Like, yeah, yeah. I think he was so excited. And I think my, me inspiring him, encouraging him to wait and to get this car when he grows up and makes a lot of money, I don't think that actually did anything for him. So he went home. We watched the movie on, on Monday. Monday night, I said, Dad, I'm going to make this car. So what do you mean? I'm going to make this car. I want to build Legos. Like, really? I'm like, first of all, I'm like, great, because I'm not buying you another one, right? We, parents, literally, we spend like thousands of dollars on Legos. Anyways, he says, you know what? Daddy, you don't have to, hold on. Daddy, you don't have to buy me anything. I'm going to just look for the pieces in the bin that I have. He has three large bins of Legos. I don't, this is a crazy guy, crazy boy. He knows what pieces are in there. 
So he went through and said, I'm going to just build it. I'm going to try it. So he would spend the next two days digging through all the parts he identified, and he spent two full days building 1968 Dodge Charger. Can we show it? So I'm going to show it to you guys. So he, he, these are some of the steps that he had taken. You tell me. Go ahead. Uh-oh. I'm missing some parts. Guys, intercede for me. So he spent, keep showing the slides, and he spent the next two days building Legos. I don't know how, what he did. I, he may have looked up some parts. He may have looked up how to, I don't know how he did it. He spent the next two days, and this is the final outcome, guys. Wives, make sure that your husbands today after the service is not Googling cars. He may just buy on a whim. Isn't this amazing? He was inspired watching a movie. He went home. He came home. Hey, let me go through all the parts. I think, first of all, I think it was pretty confident. I think it's pretty bold of him to think that, I think I can do this. And I love that he didn't go out and get new parts. I love that he didn't go out and seek out new boxes. He says, I know that I have enough to build me this car. I think the church ministry is very similar in that regard. We first get captivated by the inspiration that God has placed on our hearts. He says, you can be this. You get to be this church. And while we get overwhelmed by the sense of, like, man, that's, that's something beyond my abilities. That's something beyond what I've done in the past. But when you realize that God has gifted us with all the necessary components, we recognize that God himself is the one most committed building this church. All we have to do is make ourselves available, be humble, and say, God, do whatever it is that you want in me so that I get to do everything through you. Church, on this membership Sunday, I pray that you get excited about the thought of being a part of this church. And you get to be you. Do you. Do you. You belong here. Second, I wish that you get inspired that you get to build this church. Sometimes we get so caught up in that, man, I have to serve I have to give. I have to be at church. I have to pray for church. I have to volunteer. Man, I hate when people volunteer me what to do. We, get, we, we, we lose our focus. Guys, we don't have to. We get to build 
this church. Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray. I want you to think about at this moment what it is that God has deposited in you. The gifts, the passions, the burdens even. What has God given to you? And take the time to pray this quick prayer. Say, God, I make myself available. God, thank you for allowing me to be a part of this church where I know that I belong. But God, now empower me, inspire me to continue to build this church. Lord, that is our confession. God, how we were brought here, endless stories. But God, now that we do know that we belong here, God, I pray that you would inspire us to continue to build this church. Any challenges that may come along the way, any questions that we may have, Lord, God, teach us, lead us, As we humbly seek you, Lord, we know that we will be able to successfully fulfill our call. The very purpose of this church. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, we pray.